an alien up close. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. Independence Day is just a movie. Now see evidence that may prove aliens exist. What they saw was not from this world. Alien Autopsy, Factor Fiction, Sunday. On August 28, 1995, Fox TV broadcasted a program called Alien Autopsy, Fact or Fiction. Do you remember that? I do. It, it was one of those weird, it, you know, it, it, it kind of reminded me of the Al Capone vault with Yes, Rivera. that's right. It's like that version of it's this. It's definitely in the spirit of that, like, muckraking, like, we're going to get to the bottom of this. I remember, too, because I was of that age. I was, a like, a preteen and, like, hot topic, like, alien imagery and iconography was, like, so much a part of my life that I was like, and X-Files this. was... Yeah, oh, X-Files was huge. But this was even veering on... The promos for this were so scary I was like, is this – like, I questioned in my mind if it was real I or had not. zero interest in that stuff back then. I just <laughs> really? did not. I just cared about, like, punk and hardcore music oh. and going to shows. That's all I cared about. Oh, my God. No, I loved an, a lava lamp, an alien keychain, some Mm-mm. tie-dye. No. Thank you. Hello. Um, but this – so this was on Fox TV. It was hosted by Jonathan Frakis. The program included 17 minutes of black and white footage of a secret medical examination or alien autopsy by the military – Recovered from a UFO crash in 1947 near Roswell, New Mexico. And this is something that I don't – I didn't put together like the Roswell alien autopsy connection, but it is all coming from the same incident. The release was masterminded by London-based entrepreneur Ray Santilli, who had claimed he obtained it in 1992 from a retired U.S. military cameraman while seeking archive footage of Elvis Presley in the U.S. You know, as you do. You don't get Elvis? That, that was, yeah. Grab Elvis, a UFO. Yeah, there's Grab you know, Elvis alien. sightings. And sure, was- sure, sure. It's like all in the same vernacular of, oh my God, this is going to be crazy. So before the footage, Santilli was a session musician and music producer. His second most famous venture was producing the charity record The Wishing Well featuring Boy George for the Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital in 1987. And this. Soon he was doing re-recordings and found himself producing TV specials, documentaries, and films for television, which led him to this autopsy footage. The video was supposed to have been shot during or around the flying disc crash or the Roswell UFO incident. This was essentially the crash of a U.S. military Air Force weather balloon in mid-1947, and arguably was what gave Roswell its name. It's kind of the foundational event for all of the alien controversy that came out of this time, And really not much happened with it until the 1970s when the military gave an official statement saying it was a weather balloon. UFOologists countered with some elaborate conspiracy theories around it, claiming that one or more alien spacecrafts had crash-landed, it was not a weather balloon, and the alien bodies had been recovered by the military. So most of the controversy with alien stuff, especially around Roswell, was really in the 70s um, when people – again, it was a time of dissent. Um, We were just – Satanism. Yeah, was we were big just getting and... out of like fringe, like 1960s, the Vietnam War. I think everyone was in a space of New Age yeah, stuff, was really popular. Totally. Astrology. Like, and... Totally. So this was definitely a part of that movement. In the 1990s, the quote unquote truth came out when the US military published two reports disclosing that the object was nuclear test surveillance, disclosing that the object was a nuclear test surveillance balloon from Project Mogul 
which was, again, secret in of itself, but like not alien related. It was a U.S. Air Force project essentially trying to detect sound waves from Soviet atomic bomb tests. Cool, again, in and of itself, very cool, not alien related. Roswell had been described by B.D. Gildenberg of Skeptic Magazine as the world's most famous, most exhaustively investigated, and most thoroughly debunked UFO claim. But back to the autopsy. Alien autopsy, fact or fiction, was not, surprisingly, incredibly sensational, controversial, very popular. Fox rebroadcast the program twice, each time to higher ratings, with the November 1995 broadcast winning its time slot again with 11.7 million viewers. Some parts of the autopsy were pixelated, after all children were watching, but Santilli promised that the complete and unedited film, that means alien, genitals, and all, in addition to previously unreleased footage of the wreckage, was edited on Raw and in his possession. So along with having this autopsy footage, the show, Alien Autopsy Factor Fiction, the show also interviews experts who are questioned about the authenticity of the film. And when I say experts, I mean Oscar-winning special effects makeup artists. Uh, one of those people, makeup artist Stan Wilson and cinematographer Alan Devio, uh, were in it, along with forensic pathologist uh, Cyril Wecht. But they all kind of talked about it being real. Like they, it's interesting where it's like, okay, we have this makeup design person, we have this cinematographer and this forensic specialist, and they were all like. Yeah, it seems real to me. This is during a time of you know, no internet. No internet. So this is like, if you want to see something not in a book or some weird VHS tape, mm -hmm. like this is pretty front and center. So yeah. it's like kind of probably very captivating and really no way to debunk who any of these people are. No. Or, or what's happening. And in fact, if it's on Fox, it's like, well, it must be legit. Yeah, I think the trust in network television, as it still kind of is, but definitely then, was very high. So you got these people. They seem legit. Again, they're makeup artists, cinematographer, forensic pathologist. But they, they didn't go as far as to say it was an alien, but they were like, we believe it kind of a thing. And you're like, oh, my God. So that added to the hype, too. I remember seeing promos of, of people's testimonials where you're like, oh, my God, all these adults are believing it. And they're wearing glasses. And yeah. And maybe a pocket protector or a lab coat. So exactly. I'm like, sure. Come on. They are wearing a suit. So take my money? What money? You're eight. <laughs> <laughs> Director John Jopson, who was best known for 80s and 90s music videos, most notably REO Speedwagon's Can't Fight This Feeling, signed on to direct several portions of the special, including Santilli's interview. Jopson stated that he became immediately suspicious upon meeting him in London after conducting some other, like, further investigation, asking around. He told his producers that he believed the whole thing was a fraud. He described their response, It was then made clear to me that if the footage was exposed as a hoax before the show aired, the ratings would suffer. Obviously, you know? So he's kind of part and parcel to this, too. Jobson then enlisted the services of his friend, a well-known private investigator named William Deere. But according to Jobson, Deere was held back by the producers for fear that the hoax would be exposed before the air date again and was limited to investigating the identity of mysterious cameraman. So he tried to get a private investigator on board to kind of lend more credibility to all of this. And they were like, here's one little assignment that you can have. And please don't bother us because we want to make money. Have you heard of it? Two of the program's participants claimed their observations were also distorted, Stan Winston and Kevin D. Randall, and they were noted UFO authors and investigators. Both claimed they clearly stated in their interviews that they believed the footage was a hoax, but of course, they didn't use that footage or those statements. So it aired 
sensational. Everyone was talking about it. Still, again, I can picture it. I, I think a lot of people, when they think about aliens, when they think about, you know, the physicality or the physiology of an alien, they think about this footage. Um, but over the years, again, it kind of broke down even more than it already had. In 2001, filmmaker and magician Spiros Molaris came forward saying that he led the team that shot the grainy black and white film in his then-girlfriend's house in Camden, North London. He must be very old to have filmed that in 1947, though. <laughs> yeah, right? He was given 30,000 pounds for a budget to make this video and enlisted a Royal Academy-trained sculptor to make the alien corpse and another friend to play the soldier who's kind of looming uh, above the alien body. His brother helped out behind the scenes. His then-girlfriend, who wishes to remain anonymous, checked medical books, spoke with surgeons and pathologists, and even played um, the part of the nurse in the film. So it was a nice family effort to create this. That woman was Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> That's right. In her first role as alien <laughs> autopsy nurse. The alien itself was made of a leg of lamb, a blowtorched piece of foam, latex, and three sheep's brains and a pig brain cast in gelatin, which became the contents of the alien skull. The film had to be correct in every aspect, the props, the costumes, every little detail. For me, the alien autopsy film was a challenge. As a magician, I wanted to create the biggest illusion ever performed on a global stage and get paid for it. I didn't say the paid for it part. It was never meant to be anything else for me. Once it was created and it was achieved worldwide and it got worldwide acclaim, experts saying it was real, others saying it was not, no one proved it either way. So that's what Spiros says about the whole thing and why he created it and why he wanted to do it. As a magician, I, I kind of understand that, but also people are profiting off of this way more than you are, P.S., and other people are believing it, probably profiting off of that popularity, but also probably getting completely misled. Again, it being on network TV and, and ending up in such a very popular context. Spiros also said that they people should have known that it was a hoax. He said that the word video was spelled out in lettering resembling ancient hieroglyphics on a piece of flying saucer wreckage. So an Easter egg, I guess. Sorry, I guess I missed that when I was nine. You know, sorry. In 2006, Santilli admitted the film was a staged reconstruction of footage he claimed to have viewed in 1992, uh-huh, but which had deteriorated and became unusable by the time he made the film. He claimed that a few frames from the original were embedded in this film, but he never specified which ones. The existence of an original film stripped of the alleged autopsy has never been verified. So he's still clinging to it. He's still clinging to the kernels of truth that maybe he can still claim to, even though clearly huge, huge, huge hoax. I mean, I guess if people are entertained, it's done its job. If people are watching it for research purposes, mm -hmm. you're duped. You know, I mean, as soon as you said Ario Speedwagon, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> There's some le legitimacy. Yes, you're in. To this. And, you know, this is nothing, you know, creating something, you know, based on something. And, you know, it's the psychology of like what makes it work is is nothing new. You know, yeah. a couple of people do testimonials. and Yeah. And but again, you're you're on network TV. You're you're deliberately editing out people who think it is a hoax. Like it's such a strong viewpoint. For a place where like people believe it, it's almost like reminiscent of the bachelor and bachelorette where no one's saying like, Hey, these women have been drunk and up since five, eight, you know, like they've been up for 16 hours. You know, they're not in love with this person. They're just like, you know, tired and overwhelmed by emotion. 
You know, I think it's just like this ruse that we're playing off as real or or some kind of a real narrative that people can just profit off of. You know what's not fake? What? The <laughs> giveaway I'm doing for <laughs> my new book, Abandoned Historic LA Neon and Beyond. Go to ghosttownpod.com slash book giveaway. Give yeah, me baby. five of them. Five books. Yeah. And you can, if you want more very legit stuff, patreon.com slash ghosttownpod. Bonus episodes. The gift that early keeps on giving. Episodes. Yeah. There's like nine autopsies. There's nine autopsies? <laughs> yeah, there's like nine or ten it's autopsies. Like, that's a lot of goat brains. <laughs> in, embedded into the Patreon. And what are the Patreons can say that? Half of them? <laughs> <laughs>